today I want to discuss, we discussed a little bit about Kibbut Aveim yesterday, I want to do a different issue of Kibbut Aveim, and that is Aviv Russia. What if a father or mother is a Russia? Is there a mitzvah of Kibbut Aveim? There are three Gemaras that seem to comment on this issue. One Gemara is a Gemara that, uh, the reason I, I thought of doing this is because the Gemara we just did in Davyomi Yomi Yivamos. The Gemara tells us that the Mishnah says in Mesachas Yivamos in the second parak that someone who has a Ben Mikal Makom, any sort of son, any sort of child, is going to exempt the mother from requiring Yibum V'chalitza because the father who died had a Ben Mikal Makom, had any sort of child. And also this any sort of child, which we'll explain in a second what it means, if he hits his father, if he curses his father, is Chayef for hitting and cursing his father, and he's Benol L'chal he's considered a son regarding every Alacha. The Gemara says, what's a Ben Mikal Makom? What's this any sort of child that we're talking about? Says Gemari Vamstav Chavdez and Beis, a Ben Mamzer. If the child is a Mamzer, he's, he's still Chayef for hitting and cursing his father. Frek the Gemara, what? Why? The father's a Russia. The father turned his kid into a mamzer by going and uh, having relations with a married woman or with a relative or something, with a rayos. The father's a Russia. Why is the son Chayiv for being Maka, being Mekalel? The Gemara answers, no, we're talking about where? The father did Tshuva. If the father did Tshuva, now he's also Maisa Amcha. Now you're going to be Chayiv for being Maka or Mekalel. But if he didn't do tshuva, the implication of the Gemara is, the very clear implication, is that you're not chayiv for being Mako or Mekalel, your father, if he's a Russia and he didn't do tshuva. So that's one Gemara that seems to very clearly indicate that there is no chayiv of kavod for a father who's a Russia. We have another Gemara, Masechus Babakama, on Daf Tzadi Dalet Amin Beis, where the Gemara talks about a father who collected money for ribis, he took a, uh, a, a, or in this case it was, he a, took a para for ribis, a cow as a ribis payment, as a payment for interest on a loan. And the, uh, the, the Gemara says that uh, you have to return it when the fa- if the father dies and you have this cow in the estate and the cow is there illegally because the father collected it for ribis, the children have to return it because of the covenant of their father. So says the Gemara, why should they have to honor such a father? A Russia. They should have to return it just so that it would be an honor to their father to return it. That people will say that uh, people won't say bad things about him. That they that the father had, had taken this cow illegally, so they have to return it for the kavod. What kind of kavod? The guy's a Russia. You don't have to be mechabit a Russia. Answers the Gemara, Kadam Rav Pinchas Bisha Asa Tshuva. We're talking about where the father did Tshuva. The Gemara says, well, wait a second. If he did Tshuva, why do you still have the cow for? If he did Tshuva, he should have returned the cow. The Gemara says, no, he still has the cow because even though he did Tshuva, he didn't have a chance to return the cow before he, he died. And therefore, even though he did Tshuva, the cow's still there. But that's when you have to return it. Again, this Gemara strongly implies if the father's a Russia, there's no Chiv of Kavod for the father. Why should you have to honor him? He's a, he's a Russia. Then we have a third Gemara. And this Gemara appears in Meseches Makos and Meseches Sanhedrin, where the Gemara tells us, Sanhedrin da Fehem Beis, Lakol eina ben nasa shliach, lo lahakosov lo lakalo, chutz mi mesis umadiach. Let's say you have a son whose job it is, is to be the guy that gives Malkus in Beisden. And the father was just uh, convicted of a crime for which you get Malkus. Can the son be the one to give Malkus to the father? That's the issue the Gemara deals with. And the Gemara says, absolutely not. The son may not do that for the father. 
unless the father is a mesis and mediach. When it comes specifically to a mesis, someone who leads other people to do avodah we throw the book at him. You have no mercy on such a person, we throw the book at him. But otherwise, the son can be the one to give Malkus, the son cannot be the one, rather, to give Malkus to his father. The implication of that Gemara is that even though the father was just convicted of some terrible Avera, and he's Chayim Malkus, and therefore you would think he would qualify as a Rasha. In fact, in Choshen Mishpat, we just learned recently in, in Shir, the very definition of a Rasha, that's Pasul Eidos, is someone who violates an Avera for which he's Chayim Malkus. So this father, by definition, is a Rasha. Vayim bin Akosa Rasha. This father is by definition a Rasha. And yet we say the son is not allowed to be the one to hit him, apparently, because there's some level of Chiyuv to honor him. So what do we do with these different Gemaras? You have two Gemaras, the Gemara and Yavamas, the Gemara Bama seem to imply that for a father who's a Rasha, there's no Chiyuv to honor him. And we have a Gemara in Mesecha Sanhedrin and uh, Makos that seems to imply that there is a Chiyuv to honor a father who's a Rasha. Says the Rambam, the Rambam writes in, uh, in, in, in the, the, the Rambam writes, where's this Rambam? The Rambam writes in Nochos Mamrim, Perek Vav Halacha Yod Aleph. The Rambam writes, Mamzer Chayiv Bekvod Aviv Umorao. A Mamzer is Chayiv in the cupboard of his father and Mora of his father. Apal Pishu Patra Makasov Kilaso. Even though he's not Chayiv for hitting him or cursing him. Meaning the Rambam takes a Gemara Nivamus where it says that you're not Chayiv for hitting and cursing an evil father and says, yeah, yeah that's hitting and cursing him, but you still have to honor him. What does that mean? You're allowed to hit and curse him, but you still have to honor him? That can't possibly be. No, the Rambam says you're putter for hitting and cursing him. Putter doesn't mean that you're allowed to do it. Putter just means you're not going to be chayv misa for, do, for, for doing so, but it's still usher. And that's how the Rif understands that Gemara as well. That when we say that if you hit the father, you curse the father who's a Russia, that you're not going to be chayv, that's all it means, that you're not going to be chayv. But it's still usher to do, and therefore, the Rambam says, it's possible that there's a chiv of kavod as well for such a father. So that's how the Gemara in Yavamos could work with the Gemara in Makos. That there is a chiv of kavod for a father who's a rasha. But what do we do about the Gemara in Masechus Babakama? That said that, that returning the cow that the father had taken, Beribis, is if the father hadn't done tshuva, is unnecessary because there's no chiv of kavod for the, for the Russia father. The Rambam says there is a chiv of kavod for the father who is a Russia. That's the Tours kasha on the Rambam. That's the kasha everyone asks. All the Mepharshim on the Rambam that he's against the Gemara Masechus Babakama. Okay, keep that on the back burner. Then on the other side, you have Tosos and Masechus Yivamos, Andav Chav Bezer and Bez, Yivar Maschul Kishasa where Tosos clearly says that there is no chiv of kavod for Aviv Rasha, that one is not obligated to honor a father who is a Rasha. That's why the Gemara Babakama says that you don't have to return the cow in, in his honor. That's why uh, the Gemara Nyavama says that you're allowed to hit him and curse him, that, and, and it really means you're allowed to hit him and curse him, and uh, there's no chiv of kavod whatsoever. Um, the, what does Tosos do with the Gemara about, uh, about hitting and, and uh, about being the Shliach Bezdin? So Tosos writes in Yivamas, that, that which we say in Sanhedrin, he says, over there it's talking about a case where the father had done tshuva. 
that's when the son is not allowed to be the shliach of Bezdin to hit the father. But if the father didn't do tshuva, the son is allowed to be the shliach of Bezdin. We may not want to risk it. The father might do tshuva right in the middle, some, sometime between one massive whip and another, and we might have beaten the tshuva out of him, and then, uh, then the son would not be allowed to continue hitting him. So maybe that's why we don't have the son beating up the father. But as long as the father's a rasha, says Tosvos, the halacha is very clear that one has no chiv of kavod, and you're even permitted to hit and curse a father who is a rasha. How do we pass him this machlokas, Rambam and the Rif on the one hand, Tosvos on the other hand? So generally speaking, it's very easy when you have the Rambam and the Rif agree with each other, you know exactly what the Shulchan Aruch is going to say. And the Shulchan Aruch does not disappoint over here. Shulchan Aruch writes, Mamzer chayiv bekvod aviv v'maro'o in Simen Reish Mem Sefir Ches, even if father is a Russia, you have to honor him, you have to have Mora. Then says the Ramah, Some say you don't have to honor him unless he has done Tshuva Elimkein, Asa Tshuva. And that's obviously the Shita of the Baliatoso. So everyone lands exactly where you expect them to land. The Mechaber going like the Ramam and the Rif, that one must honor a father as a Russia. The Ramah saying, I'm sorry, that, yeah, and the Ramah saying that one does not have to honor a father as a Russia unless he has done Teshuva. Now, what does the Rambam do with the Gemara about the para, about the Gemara in Babakama that says that so long as the father has not done tshuva, there's no reason whatsoever to give back the para that he took beribis because there's no reason to show him any sort of honor in that way. So I saw two explanations of that Gemara. One explanation I heard from Mori Varabi of Shechter many, many times, and I saw also in the uh, Rabbi Hartman edition of the Maral's Teferis Yisrael, he has an introductory essay on Kibravim where he says the same vart, where he says that there are tzvei dinim in Kibravim, there are two mechaivim in Kibravim. One chiv of Kibravim is hakarasatov. Someone does something good for you, so you have to have a it's a mitzvah bin Adam lechavero of Akaras Hatov for, uh, for, for parents. Another din of Kibravim is it's Kavan Amakom. That it's a mitzvah bin Adam lechavero. When Chaschinuch discusses a mitzvah Lamed Gimel, is Kibravim mitzvah bin Adam lechavero or is it a mitzvah bin Adam lechavero? The answer is both. Maybe it's both. That the bin Adam lechavero element is to have Akaras Hatov. The bin Adam lechavero element is that it's a way of honoring Hashem by honoring, as the Gemara Kiddushin says, one of the shudfin, one of the partners in creating man. But each one of those elements has a limitation, Rosh Hashanah pointed out. Whenever you have a mitzvah ben Adam l'chavero, ben Adam l'chavero mitzvahs only apply to living people. It does not apply to dead people. There are no mitzvahs ben Adam l'chavero to dead people. All the mitzvahs ben Adam l'chavero, all those things only apply to living people. Therefore, once the father is deceased, you may still have a chiv of kavod. The Gemara says you do. Mechabdu b'chayv, mechabdu l'achamoso. But the nature of the Chiyuv changes. It is no longer a mitzvah bin Adam l'chavero, it is now only a mitzvah bin Adam l'makom. Now the bin Adam l'makom has a limitation also. Bin Adam l'makom, it's only a mitzvah bin Adam l'makom to honor a parent if the father is someone who HaKadosh Baruch Hu would want to make a partnership with, if he's not a Russia. If the father's a Russia, then it's hard to say that it's called honoring Hashem by honoring a father who's a Russia. So says Rav Shachter and, and others as well, that think about the following case. What if the father is a Russia and he's deceased? So the fact that he's a Russia means you have no element of Ben Adam Lamakom. The fact that he's deceased means you have no element of Ben Adam Lachavero. 
Maybe that's Pshat and the Rambam. The Rambam paskins what the Gemara says in Baba Kamadaf Sadi Dalit. The Rambam paskins that you have no chiv to return the cow if the father never did tshuva because you don't have to honor him, you don't have to honor the Russia. But I thought the Rambam also, you do have to honor a father who's a Russia. Yeah, you have to honor a father who's a Russia as long as he's still alive because then at least you still have the Ben Adam Lechavero element, the Akaras Hatov element. But once he's deceased, you no longer have any element of Kibravim left, and therefore you would not have to honor an Aviv Rasha. That is how Rav Shachter and many others explain the Shittas Rambam. The other explanation I saw of the Shittas Rambam, I saw in the Chuvas of Ramanasha Klein, I forget the exact Maramakom, but he says as follows, that when the Gemara Babakama says that you don't have to return the cow, Mipnei Kvod Aviv, what Mipnei Kvod Aviv? Shri Chayiv Bikvod Aviv, what's Mipnei? Mipnei, because of the honor of the father. So Menashe Klein suggested that of course you have a chiv to honor Aviv Rasha. Father's Rasha, like the Ram says, you absolutely have a chiv to honor him. But you do not have to worry about what other people are going to say about him. You do not have to worry about whether other people are going to say nasty things about him. Returning the cow is not about your own honor, your own mitzvah of honoring your father. Your own mitzvah of honoring your father is giving him to eat, to drink, you know, saying after he dies, harani kaparas mishkabal, things like that. That's that's covered of a father. Returning the cow is to get other people not to say terrible things about him. That's all the Gemara Baba Khan is saying. That you have no if your father's a Russia, yeah, you have to be Mechabit him. But you don't have to see to it that others are Mechabit him. You have no obligation to return the cow to make sure other people are Mechabit him. But if you did Shuva, then you should try to see to it that even others uh, speak nicely of him. And if you did Shuva, then you would even return the cow. So bottom line, Mahalacha, it seems that if a father is a Russia, then uh, according to the Ramah, Tashkenazic Jewry, there would be no Chiv to be. <coughs> to be mechabit of Russia. It's important to note, though, that the definition of Russia is not so clear, bismanenu. Most of the time we assume that even when a person does terrible averos, we don't consider them necessarily a Russia. Most often we consider them a Tinoch Shanishpa, we consider them someone who faces the, uh, the, the ignorance of modern society and of, a, of an upbringing that was insufficient in terms of its Jewish emphasis, and uh, therefore the father generally would not be considered a Russia, and one would still be obligated in the, uh, in the, in the honor of the parents. So it's a halacha that's on the books, but not really a halacha that we would really uh, practice too often. Very similar to the halacha that the Gemara says in Masechus Yuma that Shem Rishayim Yirkav, and therefore you don't name after a Russia. You don't name a baby after a Russia. What does it mean? If you had, I was just asked a shayla last week. Someone had a grandfather uh, who was not not religious. Grew up totally not religious. They want to name the baby after the grandfather. They were very close to the grandfather. Is there an issue to name after the grandfather? Hard to say that there's an issue to name after the grandfather. That would be a definite. That would be called a Russia. I said, you know, the Have in mind that when you're naming the baby, that you're naming the baby also. So if the baby's name is Avram, that was the grandfather's name. Have in mind you're also naming after Avram Avinu. So good, so that, that, that will work also. But very hard to classify people as a Russia Bismanazah.